Healthy marriages don't just happen. It takes intentionality and hard work, but the effort is so worth it. Today, I'm talking about how you can boost the communication in your relationship so you can feel more connected, heard, and loved. I hope you'll listen in and enjoy. I'm Jessica, and this is She's Making Progress, a podcast dedicated to helping you go beyond the hustle and bustle and make lasting progress so you can live a life that's happy, full of growth, and one that's inspired by the word. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of She's Making Progress. I have an exciting episode for you today, packed with lots of tools and insights to help you build a stronger and happier marriage. Maybe you've been feeling like your relationship could use a little extra love and attention. If so, I want you to grab a coffee, pull up a seat, and let's enjoy today's talk. I've anticipated doing a series on relationships for a while now, but it wasn't until a few months ago that I actually started putting the pieces together and really think about what I wanted to share with you. I've been married for seven years now, and one day I'll tell you all about my journey from singleness to being found by my true love. But for now, let's talk about this season called marriage. I know firsthand how rewarding it can be when you have a strong, loving relationship with your spouse. But I also know how challenging marriage can be because you're two different people learning how to live and grow together as one. So if you're feeling a little lost or frustrated in your relationship, I want to encourage you to keep pressing on and working on your marriage with your husband because the effort really is worth it. In this series that I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing some of the things I've learned over the years and how I've seen them working in my own marriage. And I'll talk about the little things that make a big difference in the growth of your love for each other. I'm so excited to share this episode with you and I hope it'll be a blessing to you and your marriage. So let's jump right in. I like to start each episode with a Bible verse that connects well with the topic I'm talking about. I encourage you to take a look at the verse and then take a moment to meditate on it and then begin praying it over your life. In this case, I want you to pray it over your marriage. Let's take a look at it. Today's verse is from 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7 from the New Living Translation Bible. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Have you ever noticed that when you get a cut on your finger or some other small wound on your body, that your first instinct is to reach for a Band-Aid? Now think about this. The Band-Aid symbolizes the little effort that it takes to protect your wound, to stop the bleeding, and to prevent any further injury. And that's what love does. It takes small efforts on our part to care for the needs of our spouse. And that little effort makes a huge difference. 
The Bible tells us that love never gives up. And I can tell you from experience, this is so true. When we stop caring for the needs of our spouse, the wounds that they're feeling can begin to fester and turn into a much bigger problem. It's not always easy to do the small things that love requires, but if we want to make our marriage stronger, we need to make doing the small things a daily habit. We need to choose love every day. Remind ourselves that love is patient, it is kind, and it protects and builds us up. We need to make love a priority in our marriage and remind ourselves that when we do the small things, love will grow and we'll start seeing greater things happen in our marriage. Now, the task is not all on you. It takes two people to make a marriage work. But as women and as wives, we play an important role in the process. And since we're on the path to being the best we can be personally, it's good that we start with ourselves and work on our own efforts so that we can help ignite the sparks of love in our marriage. There are things your spouse can do, but there are also things you can do to get things going well in your relationship. So, What's working in your marriage? What's not working? What would you like to see change? These are questions I want you to ask yourself. Then you can ask your spouse as well. You'll probably get different answers, but this is a great way to start a conversation and begin working on the things that you think will help your marriage. A few weeks ago, my husband and I took some time out to reflect on our relationship and go through our marriage goals. We knew we wanted to be better this year, to grow closer to each other, and to make each other feel more loved and appreciated. We both have been experiencing some great transitions in our careers, but it was important for us to make sure that our marriage remained a priority, and we wanted to take a few steps to make that happen. So we sat down and talked about what we could do to improve our marriage, what we wanted to change, and why. Some of the things that we wanted to change were things we thought we were doing well with, and others were things that we wanted to change because we knew we weren't doing too good in those areas. But by the time we finished, we had a short list of things we wanted to work on, and we made the decision to start working on those things right away. And we're seeing the fruits of our labor already. It wasn't as easy as it sounds to go through this process because the changes we wanted to make required some extra effort and discipline, but we decided to get serious about our marriage and be more intentional about making it better. I want to encourage you to take time out and have this conversation with your spouse. When you spend time talking about your marriage with your husband, you're creating the opportunity to work on things together that will make your marriage more fulfilling and enjoyable. And the best part is that you're doing it for each other. I'm telling you, this is a great way to start the year. And if you want to get even more intentional, take your list to the Lord in prayer. He loves you and he wants to help make your marriage better. Ask him to guide you and give you wisdom as you go about making these changes. Now, I'm not saying you have to gather together at the table and bring all your notes and workbook and pen and notepad and turn this into a full-blown meeting with your spouse. You don't have to do all that. But you do need to take time out consistently with your husband to do a checkup on your marriage. None of us are mind readers and we can't read the mind of our spouse. So it's important that we take time to communicate with our husbands and find out each other's needs and how we're doing as a couple. When I first suggested this exercise to my husband years ago, he thought I was a little extra. 
I think, though, it was because I worked in settings where I spent a lot of time talking to other people about their life and helping them sort out their problems and make decisions about things that were important to them. So he thought I would turn this idea that I'd given him into this kind of three-hour at-home session. I had to laugh, though, at him because I could see from his point of view how he thought this was going to go because of how I enjoyed talking and having conversations where we can share our views and ideas with each other. My husband is not the type of person who likes to dig deep into subconscious issues when there really isn't a problem. He's an easygoing, practical thinker who likes to solve problems at the moment and then move on. I, on the other hand, I like talking sometimes about deep issues and digging into the why of things. I can see him in my mind right now nodding his head yes to this fact. But I guess this is why we make a great team. He helps me think about the practical side of things without overthinking everything. And I help him think about the emotional side of things that we can sometimes miss in our marriage because of our active lives. I think a good way to start boosting the communication between you and your spouse is to do some fun, lighthearted activities together and then build up to the more serious conversations if there are any that you need to have. Now, if there is a serious issue that needs to be addressed right away, then it's probably a good idea for you to start off with those first so you can fix the real issues and then do the lighter things later on. But let's just say you want to do some fun things together now to spark conversation and get the two of you talking again. Do a daily check-in with your husband. If you're able to do this face-to-face, then great. Get together for coffee or lunch and ask each other how your day is going. Now, I know a lot of us might have kids and jobs and responsibilities, and that might make it a little hard for us to get together for a midday date with our hubby, but you don't have to do this every day. Try doing it once a week or bi-weekly and then see how it goes. That small moment together though in the middle of the day might be what your spouse needs to keep him going for the rest of the afternoon. Or send a quick text and some sweet little emojis. Ask him how his day is going and tell him that you're thinking about him. You can even ask him a question to make him laugh or a question to spark some lighthearted conversation that the two of you can continue when you come home from your work day. You can pick up the conversation over dinner or on the couch with some soft, relaxing music to help you unwind and talk. Unplug from the rest of the world for a few moments and plug into each other's thoughts and emotions and feelings. The little things are the most important things in your marriage. The small conversations that you have with each other are what make you and your husband feel heard and loved and cared for. That's one of the things I believe we struggle with in our marriage is this kind of emotional detachment. I did some reading this week about emotions and how deeply connected they are in our relationship with our spouse. And I was able to connect well with what I was reading because I agree that when we feel emotionally disconnected, we tend to shut down and become less expressive in our communication with our spouse. We can even become easily aggravated and snappy. Either way, it's not a good thing for your marriage, and the longer that distant feeling continues, the harder it becomes to pull yourselves back together again. That feeling of disconnection is what I think we struggle with a lot, and that's why those check-ins and moments of togetherness that you and your husband create on a regular basis are so important. 
Get them in so you can start feeling connected again. Make them happen so both you and your husband start feeling like you're heard and loved in the relationship. Now, after you've started having some fun with your spouse again, take it up a notch and try some more creative ways to revive the conversation in your marriage. One of the things we've tried that I thought was so much fun was conversation starters. You can find these as a box of cards or print them yourself. I would print some out and cut them into small strips and then place them in a jar or a box. And then we'd each take one out and read it out loud and share our thoughts. We made a little game out of it and it really got us talking and laughing together. Some of the questions were simple and others, they challenged us to think deeper and really get to know each other on a more intimate level. This can be a great way to get both the lighthearted conversations going again, as well as some more deepening conversations that can help strengthen your bond. I know that if you get back to giving these things a try, you'll feel so much better and you'll both start looking forward to those little moments together more often. You'll start to smile more, laugh more, and you'll feel more at ease with each other again. And it helps you bring that love and compassion back into your home life, which is the most important place for the two of you to really nourish your feelings for each other. It may take some effort to do these things consistently and may take some time for your husband to get used to you doing this if he's not a talker or doesn't like to talk about his feelings or emotions. But give it a try. The more you two create these small moments together, the more comfortable you'll become with each other. Even if you've been married for several years, you can still learn new things about each other. Now, at this point, you might still be thinking, this sounds like I'm the one having to do most of the initiating. But guess what? That's okay. Remember, it takes both you and your husband to make a healthy marriage, and I'm giving you both the tools to do it. But since we're talking woman to woman, I want to help you out. I want to help you understand what you can do to enhance your relationship and what you can identify about yourself that you can improve so that your perspective of your relationship with your husband becomes healthier and more in tune with the vision that you have for your marriage. You're not in this alone. I got you. Once you start practicing what you need to do, you'll start seeing your marriage in a new light and be more open to the creative and God-inspiring things that you can bring to the table to make your marriage work. And I'm going to go ahead and speak in advance with a positive heart and say that I believe your marriage is going to be better than you ever thought it could be. And that all starts with you. This brings me to another nugget that I want to give you about boosting communication in your relationship. And that's listening. Having more healthy conversations with your husband can help you better understand him and his view of your marriage so you can communicate the right things when there's a problem. Oftentimes when we talk, we're the ones doing all the talking and not really paying attention to what our husbands are saying. But we can't expect them to respond to us the way we want them to if we're not communicating in a way that helps them hear and understand how we feel. I'm not saying that you should never talk about your feelings and problems with your husband, but I am saying that you should do it in a way that helps him see what you need him to see. It can be hard for your husband to understand what you're saying when your body language is off or your tone of voice is intimidating or you're just talking for the sake of talking. 
These ways of communicating may be natural to you, but that doesn't mean it's sending the right message to him. Be willing to listen to what your husband is saying. Ask him for his thoughts and acknowledge what he's feeling and thinking. You don't always have to give in to that feeling of speaking your mind freely or tossing around your opinion, especially if you know it will cause some emotional damage. Those opinions should be spoken in a way that's respectful and doesn't hurt your husband's feelings. That's right. Husbands have feelings too. Our opinion can become an interruption to the conversation. And then you miss out on the chance to really listen to what he's saying and learn something that you didn't know before about his perspective. When you're working on communicating better, let him share his thoughts and then you can share yours if necessary. And sometimes you can express your thoughts as just a confirmation of what your husband has already said. Let him know that you understand where he's coming from and that you're there for him. This is if he's trying to convey an issue in your marriage. This can be done by saying something like, I hear what you're saying and I understand how you feel about this situation. It would be great if every conversation that we had in our marriage was a happy one. Then it wouldn't be so hard to figure out how to communicate better because we'd know all the right things to say. And there really is a way to make a lot of those conversations healthy by filling your relationship language with compliments and saying things that affirm each other. By doing this, those tough conversations won't be so hard to have because you've built up each other's confidence as well as your trust levels. Let me give you some examples. When things are going pretty well in your relationship, but you still sense a need to communicate better and you want to show your spouse that he can always talk to you about anything, including his emotions, say something positive like, you're doing such a great job taking care of this family. Or how about this? I love how you always know what to do with the kids and I really appreciate that. You can even say something like, I really love how you treat me. I am so thankful that you are in my life and the time we spend together makes me so happy. You can say these things to him while you're around the house together or when you're out and about or at the end of the night when you're dozing off to sleep. Say them to him in person and affirm him as you're saying them. Now make sure you're writing these things down because you need to say them often and not just because I'm encouraging you to, but because you want to say them. You need to say them. Because you believe in your man and you believe in your marriage. And then there's those hard conversations. The one where you have strong opinions about a thing or where you feel like your spouse is wrong or being difficult or you just can't see eye to eye about an issue. Those tough moments do happen. And it's at these times when the communication usually shuts down, but you don't need it to. You can't allow those differences to cause you to put up a barrier around your heart towards your spouse. Those conversations are still possible. Take some time to think about it before you say anything, but once you're both calm, talk it through. Try to understand each other's perspective, think about what you can say to help make things better, and be prepared to let go of whatever it is that's causing tension. So, what can you say to help make things better? You can say, I'm sorry. Apologizing is not a weakness. Yes, it is hard to do sometimes, especially when I don't feel like I'm wrong or when you're acting in selfishness and being stubborn, but thinking that you're right might just be the problem. Maybe it's your thinking that's in the way of things 
Look within yourself and admit that even if you have a valid point, you still want to apologize just in case there's something off about your opinion or the way you're processing the issue. An apology doesn't hurt, and it really is a powerful thing. It shows your spouse that you're trying to understand their feelings and you're willing to do better. Try to keep it simple, though. And when you apologize, be sincere and follow it up with what you're going to do differently. What else can you say to help make those tough conversations better? Try saying something like, I don't understand why you feel the way you do about this, but I really do want to try and understand what you're saying and what you're feeling. Letting your husband know that you really want to understand his point of view reassures him that you care about him and that what he's saying has value. It lets him know that you're not just dismissing his feelings or thinking that he's wrong about everything, but that you really want to know what he's feeling and why. It also sends a message that you're not trying to act as a know-it-all and that you really want to learn how to do better at being there for him and that you want to support his role in your marriage. Now, emotions are part of every conversation, the easy ones and the tough ones. During those tough ones, though, you can help your husband understand you by communicating your emotions better. You can try saying something like, I'm feeling a little upset because of what you said, and I'd like to work through this together and figure out how to make this better for the both of us. I want to be open and honest with you, and I want us to be honest with each other and come to a good solution together. Sharing how you feel in a simple and genuine way, it lets your husband know that you're not trying to be cold and distant toward him just because you disagree. Expressing your feelings honestly and clearly shows him that you have real feelings just like he does and that you need his help with processing how you feel so that the both of you can work to resolve the issue together using healthy emotions. It also lets him know that you wish to be respected in the marriage and that you would feel better if he communicated with you in a way that doesn't hurt your feelings or make you feel less than a wife. It's so important for you and your husband to create a safe and loving moment to talk with each other. If you want to work on your relationship and deepen your connection, learn how to talk and listen to each other in a way that allows you both to get the support you need and resolve any conflicts that you're having. Remember that bandage that I mentioned earlier? This is where it comes in at. Protect your relationship. Cover your husband. Let him cover you. The wounds of anger, frustration, differing opinions, and hurt, they can be healed, but only when they're covered. Covered in love, covered in acceptance, in respect, understanding and honesty, and covered in forgiveness. And those wounds, they shouldn't be for everyone to see and know that you're not okay. They shouldn't be open for negative people to try and heal them for you or share what they think is best for you and your relationship. You and your husband, along with God, should be the ones to do that. Keep the negativity of others out of your wounds if you want to keep them from festering. You and your husband need to cover each other's wounds with love and grace so that healing and restoration can manifest back into your relationship. Marriages take work, but they don't have to be impossible. You can get to a place of not being afraid to talk about the hard stuff and not being afraid to be vulnerable with each other. And the more you do that, the more you'll get back from each other. 
But what about those times when your spouse just isn't open to talking? What if he's never been much of a talker and this kind of puts a strain on your relationship, especially when you're trying to express your thoughts and feelings or when there's an issue in the relationship? It can be hard to talk to someone who doesn't want to talk and it can be even harder to get them to open up and talk, but it's not impossible. Remember that with God, nothing is impossible. He can open the doors of communication for you to get through to your spouse and help you both to work through the hard stuff. But you also need to know why he's not talking. Is it because he's afraid of hurting your feelings? Is it because he doesn't know how to process his own thoughts and feelings? Or maybe he doesn't trust you enough to share what's going on. Maybe he's just too tired and has too much on his mind to talk to you. Or it could be that he's just not into talking, even though he knows it's a vital part of your relationship. Whatever the reason, he needs to know that you care about him and that you want to talk to him about the difficult stuff. The way to start this is to ask him what's going on and what he needs from you. Don't just go in and start to attack him for not talking. Approach your husband with love and compassion and then listen to what he's saying and what he's feeling. And don't just pick any time to talk about the hard things, like when you've both had a hard day at work and you just need a moment of peace at home or as soon as you wake up in the morning. Pick a good time. Then let him know that the both of you need to talk about why he's been so distant about having conversations. Let him know that you're there for him and that you want to be a part of what's going on in his life. It's okay if you don't know the answer to every problem he's facing. What's important is that you're there for him and that you're willing to listen. And listening to him once you've started the conversation is the key to getting him to be more open with you. Then you can help him work through his thoughts and his feelings and the two of you can find the solutions to the problems in your relationship. And when you do find a solution, you can both celebrate and keep working on the progress that you're making together. That feeling you get when you make a huge step forward in your communication is the one you can build on and grow from. Communicating is essential for any relationship. Without it, you can't talk to each other and your relationship is at risk of falling apart. You need to be able to express your thoughts and feelings with your spouse in a way where he'll want to do the same with you. You want to feel comfortable talking about the easy things and even the not so easy things. This is all part of the growing process of marriage, and it can be a beautiful thing. Take some time to think about the health of your relationship based on the way you and your husband communicate with each other. Don't beat yourself up if you recognize there are some areas that need improvement even if it's in you. That just means that you have the power to set things on the right course, to get things back up and running again. As his wife, you can take the first step to bring back the love and excitement and nourishment that your relationship needs. Remember the old song, if you take one step, God will take two? It's because great faith in God plus action helps us overcome obstacles. I've witnessed God step in and manifest blessings every time I put forth the effort to do something about my life and my marriage. You don't have to wait for your husband to make the first move. You do it, and with courage. And trust me, he'll notice. Give him time to come around. The communication will start flowing again. 
take the process of communication at a steady pace. When you start seeing progress, don't rush it and want to have these long conversations every single minute of the day to talk about everything in your marriage. I know you're going to be excited about the progress, but remember, it's not a race to see how much progress you can make in a certain time. It's a journey that takes time and patience. Take it one day at a time and focus on making small changes that will lead to big growth. You've got this. I believe in you and so does God. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I've got more coming your way to help you bring back the strength and happiness in your marriage and in your life. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review if you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and let them know about all the love and life-changing goodness that comes out of every episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, here's to making progress.